Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear, and we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, help me. <laughs> pray for me. Yeah. No, Lord, I just thank you um, that it is your word. It's not mine. These are your words. Uh, and I thank you. I thank you for scripture. I thank you for every word that is living and active, that brings life to us, that ministers to us, that leads us. We need your leadership over our lives, Lord. So we thank you. We thank you for this word this morning. Uh, and we want to receive everything you have for us. I, I don't want to ever not receive anything you have for me. So just pray for yourself. Lord, open my eyes and open my ears. Open my heart to receive your scriptures, your holy word that would produce uh, beautiful things in my life with you. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So uh, this morning, I'm going to preach a little bit on Proverbs uh, 3, verses 11 through 12. And I'm going to go through some other scriptures. But this Proverbs, who's ever read the Proverbs? They're pretty amazing. They're like one-line zingers, zing, you know? And you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Um, but here in Proverbs 3, it says, My son, my daughter... Do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke because the Lord disciplines those he loves as a father, the son he delights in. Isn't that beautiful? I'm not sure if I have found anyone who likes correction. I literally, <laughs> either giving it right? Have you ever had to give correction? Is that fun? <laughs> or receiving it? How does it feel to receive correction? It's not fun. But when it comes down to it, it, it can sting, right? Correction can have a sting to it. Uh, most people I've met has all, have also experienced correction negatively. Who's received correction negatively? Come on, we probably all have. There was either a impatient school teacher or maybe a frustrated, tired parent. Um, all those things, the gamut. Um, I'm very aware, you know, people have experienced abuse, so I don't want to ignore that. But I want to talk about what the Lord is talking about here in light of that. So we can all relate to some degree or another uh, with how we've experienced correction, yeah. And I think that some of our troubles are not from that necessarily, but from not understanding the Lord's correction. It's not from maybe trauma, although we do need healing from that, but it's not understanding what the Lord is trying to teach us about this. And by the end of this, you're going to say, amen, I receive, I want your correction. Okay, that's my goal. That's our target. By the end of all this, we're going to like, yes, give it to me. <laughs> um, 
my personal journey and my attitude was nobody was going to tell me how to live my life. You don't tell me how to live my life. Uh, that got me a traumatic life. <laughs> I was rebellious and I literally refused correction, um, especially from my mother. <laughs> that whole mother-daughter dynamic was real. And so when I got saved, that behavior and system didn't die. It carried over. So imagine someone trying to disciple me. That was fun. Nobody's going to tell, again, nobody's going to tell me how to live my life. <laughs> so I still, I felt the same way. So how could I be a follower of, of Jesus and not accept correction? Because I'll tell you, I needed a lot of correction. <laughs> it was pride, you know. I didn't grow. I didn't experience things I could have because of that. I didn't experience things I could have. It's, it stunted me in a lot of ways. I had a hard time growing into following Jesus. It was just rough. It was not a happy time. And the needle didn't move very much. <laughs> kind of like my gas needle right now with the gas price inflation. <laughs> Needle did not move very much. And it really, uh, it was a frustrating journey. But what if we thought of correction as love? The way it was tended to be. What if we could go back and say, okay, all correction is supposed to be love. What if we started at that point? In our, in our journey? What if that was all we knew? So let's hit the reset button this morning and let's look at correction through the lens of love because I believe God's going to redeem that for us today because he's certainly redeemed it for me. What kind of father would let their child touch a hot stove, right? Or run across the street while a car is coming? Children are not paying attention to those details. And so, much like that, we're not aware of the details of our lives like God is. God knows every detail of your life. And as a matter of fact, in Psalm 139, verse 5, He has prepared it. <laughs> he knows what's going to happen. Do we? <laughs> He knows your beginning and your end. The Lord's love looks like something, and sometimes it looks like correction. He knows what we need because he loves us. You might be going one way, <laughs> and the Lord knows this is not the way you should go. And he brings correction. That's where correction is, becomes important. It's a loving thing to do. If you're going one way and he knows that's not the way, what does a loving father do? Course correction, right? Hey, come back over here. Come back to the center of my love. This is not the way I want you to go. That's going to lead to trouble over there. I don't want you to get into, I don't want that for you. I have something better for you, right? Your pastor says to you, this is not good for you. 
and you still go your own way. That's like saying no to love, right? Now, again, I'm aware of abuses in the church as well, so please take this in context of a healthy leader in your life, someone who's not toxic, someone who's not abusive. This is a healthy leader who loves you, who is trying to help you uh, in your journey. Uh, refusing love doesn't mean you're a bad person, by the way. Who's ever refused love? You know, I have, right? I, I've definitely, definitely done that. Doesn't make you a bad person. Refusing love means there are wounds to be healed. So, maybe one who has known the wrong kind of love. What kind of love have you known? What kind of love have you experienced in your journey? Just want you to consider that. Think about that for a minute. What kind of love have you known in your journey, in your life, to this point? Is it possible you might be believing a lie about the Lord and his love for you? Because love sometimes looks like correction. Jeremy, can you get me a mint? I'm sorry. I just got over a cold and I have this tickle in my throat. Thank you. Appreciate that, brother. The Lord can't prevent us from our own consequences, you know. He doesn't stop us from our free will because that's not love. That's control. Instead of disciplining Judas, whom he loved, he washed his feet. I really want that to sink in this morning. When just when in our minds we think someone deserves punishment, he gives a kiss. Right? The consequences of his choices already played out. But the way Jesus handled it, he washed his feet, knowing everything Judas was gonna do. And I'm, I'm here to tell you this morning, the one who receives correction receives life. The one who receives correction receives his love. And I want to look at an example of that in uh, 2 Samuel verse 12. I'm just going to read these, this story for you. This is the story of David and Nathan. The Lord sent Nathan to David. When he came to him, he said, There were two men in a certain town, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had a very large number of sheep and cattle, but the poor man had nothing except one little ewe lamb he had bought. He raised it and he grew it up with him and his children. It shared his food, drank from his cup, and even slept in his arms. Imagine that, me, little lamby in your arms. It was like a daughter to him. 
Now a traveler came to the rich man, but the rich man refrained from taking one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare a meal for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took a ewe lamb that belonged to the poor man and prepared it for the one who had come to him. David burned with anger against the man and said to Nathan, As surely as the Lord lives, the man who did this must die. He must pay for that lamb four times over because he did such a thing and had no pity. Then Nathan said to David, You are that man. This is what the Lord says. The God of Israel says, I anointed you king over Israel, and I delivered you from the hands of Saul. I gave you your master's house to you and your master's wives into your arms. I gave you all of Israel and Judah and all of it. And if all of this had been too little, I would have given you even more. Why did you despise the word of the Lord by doing what is evil in his eyes? You struck down Uriah the Hittite with the sword and took his wife to be your own. You killed him with the sword of the Ammonites. Now, therefore, the sword will never depart from your house because you despised me and took the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be your own. This is what the Lord says. Out of your own household, I'm going to bring calamity on you before your very eyes. I will take your wives and give them to one who is close to you, and he will sleep with your wives in broad daylight. You did it in secret, but I will do this thing in broad daylight before all of Israel. Then David said to Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Nathan replied, the Lord has taken away your sin. You are not going to die, but because by doing this, you have shown utter contempt for the Lord. The son born to you will die. So there's a few things I want to point out in this story. This is the old covenant, and we are in the new covenant. Jesus took on the punishment for us. That's why they call it good news of the gospel. So he's not going to strike us down <coughs> and pour calamity on us. I just want to make sure that you don't read into that, that that's what I'm trying to point out about correction. But the reason why this story is so potent is because David didn't get what he deserved. He got mercy. And because he repented, he was restored. He, he remained king. He wasn't dethroned. Yes, he had consequences for what he did. But the, the point of the scripture is really about David's response more so than anything else. So I want you to walk away from this story with that on your mind. His response. So, I, and, I, and, and the way that Nathan approached David, he didn't come to him and said, and pointing fingers and saying, you did this. Instead, out of love, he knew what David's heart needed to hear, so he came with the story. So that David's heart could connect to what was happening. And then it was an aha moment, right? <laughs> that man is you. It was an aha moment for David, right? And so this was David receiving correction. Course correct. Let me course correct you. 
you've gone way, did he not go way off course? <laughs> he went way off course. Did God say, I don't love you anymore? Nope. As a matter of fact, in the scriptures, it tells us that God called him a man after his own heart. This was after all of this. After he'd done all of this. God's not looking for perfection. Still, he, call, he called him, David is a man after my own heart. Come on now. That's the difference. Judas didn't repent. He had pity on himself, but he didn't repent. Proverbs 15:32. This is in the Passion Translation. Refusing constructive criticism shows you have no interest in improving your life. That was me. Description of Tracy. Not now, but then. <laughs> For revelation insight only comes as you accept correction and wisdom that it brings. You hear that? Correction brings wisdom. Amen. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself. This is a different translation. Whoever ignores instruction despises himself, but he who listens to reproof gains intelligence. Come on. You're going to gain intelligence. Isn't that beautiful? Proverbs 12.1. To learn the truth, you must long to be teachable. Do you long to be teachable? Or you can despise correction and remain ignorant. <laughs> Hebrews 12:11. For the moment, all discipline seems painful rather than pleasant, but later it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. 2 Timothy 3.16 All scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness. Come on, we're training for reigning. That's what we're doing. You doing okay? <laughs> okay. You loving correction yet? You hearing all the good stuff that comes from it? Okay. <laughs> Proverbs 29, 15. Experiencing many corrections and rebukes will make you wise. You want wisdom? There you go. But if left to your own ways, you'll bring disgrace to your parents. <laughs> what happens when we're left to our own? Our own ways. I could tell you some stories. <laughs> Hebrews 12.6 in the Passion Translation. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of his faithful love. It's evidence. You want evidence of his love? Right there. Training. <laughs> and when he draws you to himself, it proves you're his delightful child. I'm sad that be new, beautiful couple didn't get to hear that. Let's pray for them. Hebrews 12, 6 in the ESV. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves, every son whom he receives. Come on. So how can we become lovers of correction? 
fall in love. Fall in love with the one who brings it. We must associate with God's love and correction. We must forgive those who corrected us without love. Forgiveness needs to take place. It doesn't mean you're letting them off the hook for what they did, but you're not going to hold yourself hostage to receive all the Lord has for you. We must allow the Lord to change our beliefs about correction. Excuse me, I'm so sorry. We must allow the Lord to change our beliefs about correction, and we can only do that if our if love is our foundation. If you think correction isn't love, this is this won't work. No worky. So today, are you walking away with believing correction is love? I hope the scriptures have convinced you, but if not. <laughs> I will ask you to just spend some time with the Lord and asking him why you might be afraid of correction. And just listen. Listen to what he might have to say. And so I'm going to, that's what I have for you today. I'm going to close with that, but I'm going to open up the altar. If I can get Alien to come up, Jeremy. I just want to ask you to not leave today if you resonated with any of those things about correction and you want to partner with someone in in agreement guys there's power in agreement there's power of saying words out loud and not keeping it in here breakthrough happens with our voice (coughs) breakthrough happens with our voice so I know we're always here, and you may, I don't, I'm not here, so I don't know if you've ever come to the altar or if that's something you do regularly, but I just want to encourage you, like, have someone agree with you in prayer. Where two or more are in agreement, it shall be done in my name. So I'm going to just close this out in prayer. We're going to keep the background music playing, and you can come up for prayer. Sound good? Thank you for letting me share this word with you. Father, I just thank you. I thank you that you can't be anything but love. And I thank you that you are not mad at us. But you're madly in love with us. And I believe everything your word says. That a father who loves is one who puts us back on course. correcting you want to correct our course so if any of us including myself are on the wrong course I just give you permission to correct it come on if you're driving a ship and it's about ready to hit a bridge you want course correction amen so yeah just agree with me put your hand on your heart and just say yes to the Lord you'll thank me yes Lord Yes, Lord, bring correction to my course in every area of my life. I love you. We love you.
and we love your word and we treasure it for it gives us life. The one who receives correction receives life. So we receive it today in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to this podcast from the Resting Place South Tampa campus. We hope you feel honored, empowered, and full of faith because of what you hear. And we would love to see you at a gathering soon. For more resources like this, head to trpfamily.org.